0: Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 196, recorded at River Road Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by the ever-popular, always-famous Herbal Nerd Society.
1: <laughs> Yay! We love the Herbal Nerd Society. Yeah, it's so great to have something that can support the work that we do. And, you no, know, I, I love getting feedback from people that are in that. And I love being able to share more information and... Herbal world is just changing so fast, too. It seems like it's a race to try to keep up. It sure is. Yeah. It sure is.
2: Happily, the Herbal Nerd Society is so cool. They don't need to worry about keeping up.
1: Mm, no, we help them with that. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you very so thank much you. for supporting our podcasts and the books that we write and the the website that we have. And um, Herbal Nerd Society is how that happens. Yes, yes. Yep. So thank you. Thank you very much.
0: And remember, if you want to join the Herbal Nurse Society, it's easy to do. the dot and go to the top tab. It says "Join the Herbal Nurse Society." Mm-hmm. So, if you're looking to you know support uh, herbalism and herbs and getting information out to everybody, including yourself, mm-hmm. then joining the Herbal Nurse Society is a really great way to do that.
1: We we appreciate your support, and please remember, we really benefit from the reviews that you write, um, not only for the books but also for. Um, our podcast that helps people so that they can learn more about herbs. It's so important. I personally think for people to have a diversity of healing tactics and modalities to access, it makes the world a better place. Wendy.
0: All right, on with the show. We herbal healers learn our lessons from the plants, and we depend on their medicine and wisdom to guide us as we do their work in the world. This relationship is more than sacred contract. It's a practical and real way to be the change you wish to see in the world. Today we're talking with Jamie Sipkowski, owner of Salmon River Apothecary, herbalist and medic about turning plant lessons into real life healing. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe.
1: I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, real Herbalism Radio. Radio. Welcome, Jamie. Welcome back. Hi,
3: thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm so
1: glad to have you back. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, so the last time we talked to you, and this was podcast 172, I do believe, uh, back in uh, January. January-ish, January uh, you had just returned from the border helping people that were trying to cross over from Mexico. There was a caravan there. Um and you were on the Mexico side helping folks, so, yeah,
3: that's right. I was down in Tijuana for almost a month,
1: yeah, and uh this was a that was a brand new experience for you, yeah, let's do a quick refresher
2: for yeah, folks. It definitely
3: yeah. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh
2: no, I was just say, let's what was it? let do, do a quick refresher for everybody so they remember what you were up to down there. What was Jamie up to?
3: Okay, so, yeah, I spent about a month down in Tijuana um, doing herbal and medic support for people in the caravan, mostly from Honduras, but there were some people from other places as well. Um, And I was setting up clinics in different shelters and in the streets and in homeless encampments um, and some other places all around Tijuana.
2: Okay, so now I... When I've moved, I've had to move a couple of times. And when I move, all my herbs go into, dare I say it, plastic Mountain Rose herbs bags, usually in boxes. And all my tinctures end up, they're in canning jars and they end up in these big blue crates that pretty much look like old fashioned milk crates. And I, you know, I cart them. Carefully for me, you know, several car rides. Is that what you were doing down there? Did you come in with like a big Land <laughs> Rover and boxes of plastic beds filled with plants?
3: <laughs> more more or less, I was I was in a minivan um, and sometimes I was in a friend's pickup truck. And, you know, we'd we'd mix up a big batch of tea and then go um, to one of the kitchen spaces. There was a place called Center Kitchen. Um, And we would go there and make about 30 gallons of tea and put it into Cambrose and then pretty much milk crates and Tupperware totes full of bottles of tinctures and just small corn plastic dosing cups to fill um, so we could send medicine with people. Um, And then at a certain point, we ended up with extra tincture bottles that we could send with people so we could formulate for them and send medicine with them with instructions.
2: So are you like out there in your like pop-up tent? (laughs) How are you doing this? Because I'm having a hard time picturing this. What is Tijuana um, like?
3: There were times where I was in a, on a tarp on the sidewalk with my boxes around me, sitting on the ground, working with people. Um, there was a lot of wound care by headlamp in the middle of the night on the side of the road. Um, <laughs> there were times where it was a more structured clinic setup, where we'd set up for a couple of days and have an easy up and a table. Um, but more often than not, it was literally just unloading everything into the street and having people come to us and and working like that i know this
1: world so well <laughs>
3: that, that kind of sounds a little like the
1: early days of occupy
2: medical sure to be honest
1: <laughs> oh girl my heart my right inspiration <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry i'm just gonna say i'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, good for you. So what was the weather like? I mean, did you get
2: rained on? Was it hot? Was it like sun beating down? What was it like?
3: Um, It was pretty nice, especially leaving the Northern California winter. It was probably in the lo- mid to high 60s and low 70s almost every day, a couple of days of rain and maybe in like the low 50s in the evening. It wasn't a tropical vacation by any means, um, but it was a lot warmer than it was at my home for the winter.
2: So there was no little like umbrella drinks. You didn't no do it, You didn't put umbrellas drinks. in your no. little. It doesn't sound <laughs> like there even umbrellas. <laughs> nice. I could picture the elderberry syrup with a little
1: umbrella
3: in oh, it. Oh, sure,
1: so.
3: yeah, maybe, maybe later. Wow! So a little rose syrup and some club soda at the ends of the night.
1: Nice. <laughs> as I, as I, my from my experience, once word travels pretty fast in places where there's trauma, where where the help will be. Is that what happened with y'all?
3: So we brought the help to people. We didn't have one particular location where we were set up. There's a number of different shelters that were down there, um, and we would go and show up at the shelters. Um, so, you know, there was, would be a day where we would be able to make it to all of the shelters. And sometimes we were only able to make it to one shelter. Um, but building connections with the people from the caravana that were living in those places, um, you know, I would get a text message from somebody, um, saying this person is dealing with this here. Are you going to be able to come today and help us? Um, and so there were times where we were called on, um,
2: yeah that was going yeah. to be my question is were they did you did they know you were coming
3: <laughs> sometimes they did sometimes they didn't it was it was a really interesting situation because i don't think that herbal medicine is a big part of the honduran culture um at least with the people that i was working with and so there was a lot of resistance in the beginning um people didn't want to take plant medicine they yeah. they asked if it was tequila i said it wasn't tequila and they said no thank you
2: interesting
3: um, and then as as time went on just spending more time with these people and talking to them and hearing their stories they became a lot more open and willing to work with this type of medicine um so that was a really interesting experience for me just learning how to navigate that resistance and and not pushing it too much
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's actually that like does my heart good to hear people who are in trauma opening up to the plants.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no reason when you've gone through what the the folks, the stories that I've heard, mm-hmm. why would you trust? Right? You know, right. What, there's no no reason to trust. That just means you're going to get hurt more. So to be able to gain the trust of people and have that access to offer that kind of healing in a way that is uncomfortable to them, that's a huge journey right there. Yeah, that is.
3: Yeah, it really was it really was. That was a big struggle for a lot of us that were doing the work down there because you don't want to push and you don't Mm-mm. want to try to convince people to do something that they don't want to do, especially with all that they've dealt with. Um, but all I want to do is mom everybody and just give them this medicine that I know they need. So it was interesting learning to find that balance.
2: What yeah. were some of the plants that you relied on for yourself as you were doing this work?
3: Mm. I used a lot of motherwort, a lot of borage and hawthorn, um, particularis, roses, a ton of rescue remedy for myself.
1: Nice. And, and are you using um, that as a and, uh, tincture?
3: Yeah, mostly tincture. I was doing a lot of like rose, hawthorn, borage, chamomile tea in the evenings, um, but mostly tincture. It was kind of the easiest way for me to just have medicine available for myself on the go every day.
2: Mm-hmm. I can imagine if I was doing something like that, I would be having some pretty vivid dreams each night. Were you having like a lot of like trouble with sleeping, or you know that's... Yeah,
3: definitely, definitely a lot of a a lot of continuing the work from the day in in sleep world that night.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. What did you find most powerful with helping you to be able to get a good night's rest while your mind still processed and your dream self still processed and worked?
3: Um, I had a skullcap and passion flower blends that was really helpful for me for that. Um, and the particularis, again, was a really, really great ally for me to just get myself to relax and actually sleep.
2: Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that's gotta be a key taking care of yourself while you're, you're working with
1: such an intense situation. Skull cap and passion flower. Skull cap and passion flower as a blend, as a tincture blend. And that would help yeah, you sleep. Yeah.
3: Skull cap and passion. And what?
1: And passion flower as a blend. And that was for helping you sleep.
3: Yeah. I, I was using a tincture of skull cap and passion flower at night to help me sleep. And, um, the particularis, as well, just to help me relax a little bit more, mm-hmm.
2: so I've got to ask of all of those that we've talked about motherwort rose, hawthorne, borage, um gosh, there's been so many the skullcap, cap passion flower particulars, what were the ones that were you were finding were also really important to the people that you were serving?
3: um we used for for trauma and anxiety and and those sorts of things a lot of the pedicularis, motherwort um that skullcap flower blend was really helpful um and borage
2: borage is one that i think we as herbalists often kind of undervalue i really it's a powerful little herb
3: yeah it really is it's a it's a really special one and you know i i learned in a class year Yeah. So I learned in a class years ago that you use borage for courage. And so I was using that for myself a lot and for people in the caravana as well.
1: Yeah. The type of um, thing that we noticed with, um, because I I work with uh, Unhoused, when people would get to Eugene and they would actually find a place they could camp, legal or illegal, it was almost easier sometimes to continue to be on the move. Then when they would find a place to have a, at least a few hours of sleep, because that's when they would reassess and all of their their adrenaline for just getting from day to day kind of had a place to stop and it looked like a, a wall inside of their heads. And that felt really terrifying to the folks that, I worked with and still do work with. So we know when people come from another spot and they end up in Eugene, like after the Paradise Fire, for example. Their first week of settling, the night terrors are constant, and I can see how. Yeah. Borage, skullcap, passionflower—the ones that you mentioned would be very helpful for dealing with that kind of trauma.
3: Yeah, they were, they were all really great allies for those of us volunteering down there and for the people in the caravana as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever have um, people uh, say, well, I was doing OK and then I got this urban now? I just I feel really sad.
3: <laughs> I didn't have any experiences like that with people when I was down there, Um the unfortunate thing, though, is that a lot of times I'd work with somebody for a day and then I wouldn't see them again. Yeah, um, And that was a big struggle down there is not knowing how well the medicine and the work that I was doing was going for them.
2: Mm-hmm. How did you make peace with
3: that? Oh, I'm still trying to make peace with that. Um, just reminding myself that, you know, the little bits of work that I've done, even even if the medicines didn't heal a particular thing for those people that I was working with at knowing that they were feeling humanized and loved and cared for, even just for that moment was, was powerful for them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just reminding myself of that was, was a big support for me personally.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, it, the work you were doing was like the most intense kind of momming, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, it it really, you help them and then they go and you may never see them again. Yeah. And you can only hope that you made some, did something helpful to them, but it's not about you. Yeah. So.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's not about me. And that's, that's a big struggle that I think a lot of people going down there were having, you know, everybody has this savior complex about going down and being this great change and you know, it's really important to just remind yourself that that might not be the case and not to go into it with that savior complex to just go and do the work because the work needs to be done. And 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 that's it. It mm-hmm. just has to happen. That's,
2: yeah. Yeah. I remember when we talked about this before with you. Sue mentioned needing to coach people in Occupy Medical as they come in on the difference between serving the people and saving the people. You know being a hero versus being of service
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that that's that's a yeah. really big mind shift for a lot of people
1: and a lot of herbalists, yep I mean they're the broken hearts that you that you connect with that pain it it sticks with you, and of course you want to make things better but i I know one thing that being and you know I've been doing what I'm doing for seven years, so I have a little bit of luxury of. Having people come back after a couple of years, some of them I only handled was able to handle the herbs with them and mm-hmm. our company together one time, but they we had people we've had people that come back, and they mm-hmm. say i just it really meant a lot just to know there was a person that didn't judge me and that wanted good things for me mm-hmm. and I think that I have a lot of faith in herbal medicine too but i know that the biggest connection is just connecting yeah so uh, you know yeah, the worst human case,
3: connection it's so yeah. important
1: yeah In the is. worst case scenario if you were kind to someone then you know <laughs> there you go yeah oh so that's a yeah that's a good thing
2: so which of yeah. the plants yeah Drew you on this path? Which of the plants prepared you and kind of called to you and pulled you to do this work? Mm. Your plant inspirations. It's a tricky question, <laughs> right? I well, I know I mean, Pedicularis is I feel one like that Mother you. Motherwort
3: calls me.
2: Yes. Huh? Yeah. Well, I know, and I know Mother Ward and M- Pedicularis. So yeah. Much. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Those are. Those are two in particular, I think, that have have really called me and supported me in this work um, and have continued to since then. And, and yeah. were are really, two really great allies for me and for people in the caravana and and in other spaces that I've worked as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mother work grows everywhere, right? It likes all kinds of stuff, low level, high level, whatever. Motherworts. And it's very weedy. I don't know if it really grows in really high elevations. It's a very grounded, down to earth kind of plant. And then you've got Pedicularis, who's low to the ground, but like a warrior spirit up in the high elevations. So those. Yeah. Indian warrior. Yeah. And those two to me seem like they're sister mothers, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean?
2: <laughs> like they're both, they're both, they're both mothering, but they come at it from one is like the warm huggy, make you feel better. Here come, you know, you've got to buck up, but I'll give you a hug before you get going on what you have to do. Get your homework done, you know, whatever, you know, you skin you knee, know, we'll patch
3: it up. They and have a you great co-parenting dynamic. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then you've got the, like the, the particularis that's like okay let's take that anxiety down a notch you've got this you know it's it works with your head more so between the two of them you've got one that's really getting your mind right and the other one's getting your body right or your
1: emotional state right Mm -hmm. i like the mother wart just for dealing with afib uh, Yeah, that's my thing. I don't know about deep people, but yeah, people got people got anxiety issues in their hearts, just going pitter pat, motherwort. Yeah, I mean, that just calms stuff down right off. Yeah,
3: I've actually, I've had some heart issues over the past couple of years, and motherwort's been a really great ally for me in that as well. I keep it in my pocket all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to throw out there before we we uh, let you go about your experience?
3: Hmm. Um, I mean, it was heart wrenching and heart opening and tragic and beautiful, and the people in the caravana who I interacted with were some of the most incredible, resilient, and strong people I have ever in my life. Uh, and yeah, I think if anybody ever given the opportunity to do work like that, I really encourage you to do it. Yeah, Go yeah. and go and be with the people, whichever people those are. You know, if it's something like Standing Rock or something like the Caravan or something like Occupy Medical where you can go and, and be in that space and help those people, I just really encourage you to. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so much for doing what you do. And I appreciate that you're, you're leading with your heart and your love instead of with ego. That's, that's the one of the best healing spaces ever. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's a real sign of wisdom. So thank mm-hmm. you for doing what you do. And how do people get a hold of you? What would you say? You, got um, some links? you can
3: find me. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. My business is Salmon River Apothecary and Salmon River Apothecary and Gifts on Facebook and Instagram, um, and Salmon River Apothecary at Gmail is another way to reach me.
1: Lovely.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, well,
1: thank you very much. Well, Jamie, we're going to have to let you go. But yeah, thank you then, so much for
3: having me again.
1: We like to say, yeah. as always, as always, put an, an herb, herb on it. On it.
0: The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem.